As the years go by, complacency sets in. We get comfortable in our positions, and sometimes those positions are that of the recliner nature. As a result, we gain weight in the form of useless fat, and the bigger we get, the more unmotivated we become. Fitness is a crucial part of our profession. We don't have a lot of time in our careers when compared to corporate America or most other professions. We're given the benefit of being able to retire early. However, if we aren't healthy enough to live fully during our retirement or even make it to our retirement, then what's the point? In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how we can introduce strength training into our routine to not only be dynamic in how we exercise and steer clear of becoming a one-trick pony when it comes to fitness, but to also let you know how it helps you burn fat. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want in your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. As a certified personal trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine and a certified nutrition coach, I've worked with a variety of different types of clients. Each client has had different goals as well as a different body type and different eating habits. So it's my responsibility as their trainer and coach to make sure that I'm paying attention to those desired goals, their body type, and their eating habits as a way to make the adjustments needed to help them get to where they want to be. There's a time and a place for cardio, yoga, and weightlifting, just like there's a time for ketogenic diets, intermittent fasting, and eating for your blood type which is something that I do. You need to make sure that you're using a strategy in working toward a healthier you that fits your personal health situation, your goals, and your abilities. Cardio workouts definitely have their place when it comes to weight loss, especially high-intensity interval training or HIIT. You can burn a good amount of calories in a high-energy class or program, going on long runs, up hilly mountains, or crushing it on the elliptical. But if you're focusing only on cardio for meeting your weight loss goals, you're missing out on a major way to fuel your progress. When people hear strength training, they tend to think only about lifting heavy weights in the free weight section of the gym, but that's not the only way to strength train. It's been recognized for its ability to boost weight loss and is an amazing way to completely change your body composition. 
And you don't necessarily have to even pick up weights to get there. You don't even have to pick up weights to do it. There's a huge variety of body weight exercises that you can do to get your desired results. I'll put a link to some. I found an article that has some really great uh, essential body weight exercises that you should definitely incorporate into your workouts. Um, I'll put that article or link to it in the show notes. So click and read it because it's awesome. So let's dive into exactly how working against resistance has such an effect. There are three big reasons. Reason number one, it improves your metabolic rate. One of the biggest issues I have with only doing cardio to lose fat is that you tend to lose some muscle mass as well in the process. And that's a problem because for most people, lower muscle mass also means slower metabolic rate. Ultimately, you don't burn calories as efficiently as you could. The more muscle mass you have, the faster your metabolic rate goes and vice versa. Focusing only on cardio tends to lead to weight loss plateau, where you find yourself struggling to keep the momentum you once had. Cardio can definitely stimulate muscle growth to a degree, but the results aren't as prominent as they would be with strength training. As you increase your metabolic rate with an increased muscle mass, your body burns more calories while at rest, which is an awesome thing to have running in the background while you're watching Netflix or sleeping. Reason number two, it extends your caloric burn. If you've ever done strength training before, then you know the feeling of the delayed onset muscle soreness that comes along with it. This occurs because you're breaking down the muscle tissues that you're working, only to have them repair and build up even stronger. This usually happens within the first 48 or like 24, 48 hour recovery period that follows each strength training session. The added bonus of this process is that you'll be burning more calories to aid the repair process. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? This is the reason why trainers such as myself say that you can burn a bunch of calories during cardio, but you can also burn calories for the 24 to 48 hour window of time following your strength training sessions. And that's known as the afterburn effect when that those calories are continuing to burn after you've gotten your workout in. Reason number three, it blasts belly fat. Since you don't get to pick and choose where the fat will come off, how, even though how amazing would that be, right? You'd think that focusing on overall calorie burn instead of method wouldn't really matter when it comes to assaulting belly fat. And logic would have you asking, why would a weight training session be better than an aerobics class if the calorie burn total is the same? And yet somehow it is. Researchers looked at more than 10,000 men over a period of 12 years comparing different forms of activity. They found that compared to aerobic exercise, weight training had the strongest association with lowered belly fat. Now that was among men specifically. Men tend to stack on um, fat and excess weight around their belly and like the love handles area. For ladies, it tends to be on like hips and thighs. And so I'm interested to find out what those results offered for ladies as well. I would assume based on the science of this study that I read, uh, and I'll post a link to that too in the, in the show notes, just so you guys know, but I would assume that it's similar because it, it's really those uh, places where we as genders have trouble when it comes to getting rid of weight or where we store our excess weight. 
One thing that I've personally noticed is that when I combine my strength training regimen with a high intensity interval, like a, like a HIIT training or even moderate intensity cardio, I see the best results when I'm trying to get ready for summer or just looking to trim down a bit and keep things nice and tight. Let me talk really quick about a couple of different methods that you can use for cardio if you're looking to add that or keep that as an element in your current regimen. Number one, high intensity interval training. I mentioned this a couple times in this episode already, otherwise known as HIT. This is where you do a one to four minute period of a certain activity at an intensity equivalent to like 80 to 100% of your maximum heart rate or your effort. This is followed by a lower intensity recovery period. For example, I personally do an incline interval on the treadmill every time I do strength training, except for leg day because that would really suck. <laughs> I kind of reward myself with the love-hate relationship I have with leg day in that I don't do cardio after my leg day training session. I might do it before early in the morning, but I don't I don't do my cardio finishers when I do leg day, specifically regarding strength training. So anyway, um, the incline interval that I do, I start at a 6.0 and or on the incline and a 4.0 on the speed. And then I adjust the speed as I need it. But I never go below 4.0 for speed. I'll run for a minute straight at like 80 to 100%, like I said, of my max heart rate or effort. And then I'll step on the sides and let the belt run for 30 seconds while I move the incline up to 7.0. So I do this pattern until I get all the way to an incline of 10. So I'll run for a minute at, the, at a certain speed, and then I'll step off to the sides for 30 seconds. But as I step off, I bump the incline up by 1.0 every time. So every minute, I'm bumping the incline up. And at that point, I'm either done or I make my way back down to an incline of 6.0, depending on how much I want to get after it that day. So it kind of looks like a pyramid, right? So I start at um, 6.0 incline, I go up to 7.0, 8, 9, 10, and then I'll come back down to 9, 8, 7, 6. Um, usually takes like less than 20 minutes, and it's a great caloric burn um, with your heart rate going up and down and up and down and working that recovery. I love doing it, and it's like my favorite kind of cardio, high-intensity interval training. The second type is what's known as sprint interval training or SIT, SIT. This is where you alternate eight 60-second all-out sprints at 100% intensity with a short recovery. And this can be done on a treadmill depending on how coordinated you are, or you can do them outside at the park or a field. Um, they have some of those really cool indoor treadmills that kind of like um, move themselves. I can't I don't even know what they're called, but they're awesome. They kind of have a curve to them. You can do these sprints. You can do this sprint interval training on those. That's literally what they're built for. They're awesome. I can't remember what they're called, but anyway, they're super cool. And if you have them at your gym, try them out. Sometimes I like going to a park and using the equipment or whatever's around to think up a workable program and I'll break it up with sprints like I just mentioned. Incorporating a strength training regimen into your routine can produce some fantastic results, especially when you do both cardio and strength training. And don't think that you have to lift heavy either. A recent study showed that lighter weights done with more reps 
can get you just as much muscle growth as heavier weights with fewer reps. So it all comes down to what you enjoy doing more and how you're feeling that day. And for you ladies that are listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't want to look like Starla from Napoleon Dynamite. In other words, you don't want to look like a man simply because you want to strength train and lift weights and whatnot. Don't worry. You simply don't produce enough testosterone to naturally make that, shall we say, transition. The women you see who have acquired the square jaw and the deep voice and can be mistaken for a guy if they wore a mask are using unnatural means to attain that. So please don't worry about that. Before you go out and start a workout regimen, I encourage you all to talk to your primary care doctor and get some blood labs drawn to get a baseline in your numbers so you can see how your hard work affects your red blood cells, your white blood cells, your cholesterol, and your hormone levels. It's just good baseline knowledge to have. Plus, if you have any limiting factors, they can be caught or identified, and then you can work on those and then move forward. If you're already at your goal weight, there's some really great reasons why strength training matters for you too. It increases your mobility, it helps your bone density, and it strengthens your tendons and your ligaments. And all this can help you prevent injury while on the fire ground or EMS scene. Whichever method you choose to incorporate strength training into your regimen, know that it will not only help you lose weight, but it'll expand your workout options, adding some dynamism to your routine. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share these episodes. As we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Please feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know some of the topics you guys are interested in, in hearing me talk about or hearing me do some research on. Send me a message and I'll add it to the list of things that I'd like to discuss with you guys. I'm building this community for us. And one way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community on Facebook. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited. Ignited.